0: This is Debbie and welcome to another brand new episode of The Offbeat Life where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to live their best life and become location independent. Happy New Year everyone, I'm so excited to be giving you new episodes for 2018 and I'm So happy to be kicking it off with the incredible Andrea Valeria who is a travel video blogger. Before becoming a video blogger and digital nomad, Andrea was a TV news reporter. Although she enjoyed being a host, it did not allow her much creative freedom. Needing a creative outlet, Andrea started a vlog that led her to the creation of It's a Travel OD and have since allowed her to fulfill her dreams to become a full full-time blogger and location independence. On this episode, Andrea discusses the transition from corporate job to being a travel blogger and how leaving your nine to five will not necessarily guarantee success unless you work hard to achieve it. Hey Andrea, thank you so much for joining me today. Can you fill in the gaps of your story and why you live an offbeat life?
1: Well, first of all, Debbie, it's my pleasure to be here, to be part of your podcast. So hello to all of your listeners. Um, The reason why I I love how you call it an offbeat life, Um, it's it's a really great way to call it because it's definitely never the same and it's definitely different from what a lot of people tend to do or used to. So I started being really, really completely nomadic like three years ago. But I've always been sort of around like the longest I've spent in a place has been maybe like two years. So um, when I realized that I really liked to travel, that's when I started doing It's a Travel OD, which is my vlog. But I actually started vlogging about five years ago. That is my main passion and that is... How I've discovered a lot of things, how I've met a lot of people, and how I've realized what I really like to do and what I want to share.
0: So was there any defining moment that led you to become a vlogger?
1: When I was going to school to get my master's in entertainment business, I realized that I needed kind of a creative outlet so i thought that since i like sharing stories and i like storytelling and all of that and i also love talking to cameras (laughs) then vlogging kind of made sense for me um to give you a little background what i used to do before i used to be a tv news reporter uh in tampa florida there of course i was telling a lot of stories and doing a lot of video editing and shooting and all of that however Since it was news industry, there wasn't a lot of room for creativity. I I figured out that I liked a lot of parts of doing that. And then while I was getting my master's, I was like, oh, let me bring that back. But with my own twist. So talking to cameras, but about cool topics. (laughs) So that's kind of when when I realized I, I wanted to start blogging. So that was about five years ago. And I actually started with a completely different theme that I'm doing right now I started vlogging about pop culture and celebrities which is what I was into at the moment (laughs) so that is also something I always like to bring up because people are so worried that they don't exactly know where to start or what to start with and the truth is that as long as you start you can change your mind later on and you can adapt to where your life is going. So when I started traveling, I just adapted the whole thing and I rebranded myself and then I started doing just travel related vlogs.
0: I love the fact that you had mentioned that Andrea, that we can definitely change ourselves even if you already are in that type of industry because we grow as a person and then when you are not enjoying what you're doing anymore, it's not relatable as much.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, a lot of people live this because as they evolve as a person or they have kids, then they turn their travel vlogs into a mommy vlog. So it's perfectly doable. If you if you like to tell stories and if you build an audience once, you can do it again.
0: Now, when you first thought about leaving that job in television and going on your own to become a vlogger, what was the first steps that you took in order to realize that dream?
1: So it took me a second, things, um, a lot of people say, I quit my job and then I started traveling and life was fabulous the next day. Well, it, that's not how it usually works in my opinion. Of course, there's different ways to do it. But in my case, when I left the job, of uh, the TV news reporting job, I took a sabbatical year first and I took some time to kind of think, you know, and just be me without a very corporate job that was very consuming. And then I went on to do my master's in entertainment business. So uh, while I was doing that, that taught me a lot. Because, of course, it is it, it was a business degree, but with a lot of creativity, a lot of talk about um, how to do your own thing, how to self-publish, how to be your own boss in the entertainment world. So that's kind of uh, when and how I realized that I could start doing something on my own. So it, it wasn't uh, quick. And like, I, I started first with that other blog, then I started getting clients um, that were reaching out to me. And that is when I thought, wow, I can absolutely do what I love and charge for it. So um, it took it took me some time to to figure out exactly how and why and where the money was or where to go search for it, but but yeah, it, it's a long process and it's something that you that you learn and that as you go pretty much. So yeah, that's what I would say. Just don't be afraid to, to step into new territories. And if you are not totally familiar on how to do it, you can research, you can uh, see how other people are doing it by listening to podcasts like this. And finally, you know, do it your own way.
0: Yeah, everyone has their own way of, of doing things and creating things. And that's definitely how you start is just taking that first step and to actually do it. I mean, that's for a lot of us. That's the hardest part, honestly, is <laughs> to take that first step. Absolutely. So what has been the biggest setback that you have encountered and how did you handle it? <laughs>
1: um, so in my blogging career, let's say the biggest setback was that I took A corporate job in the middle of this five years (laughs) that was the biggest setback because that wasn't allowing me to have enough time to actually pursue my vlogging and to do what i wanted to do so for two years i tried to keep vlogging but since i had this job of course it was a little bit harder when i realized okay andrea you made a mistake sort of well nothing is a mistake because you always learn a lot from everything but when I realized, Andrea, stop, <laughs> then, um, then I, I, I kind of took a step back. Um, I stopped doing that job. And then that's when I started the rebrand. So I, I guess those two years in that corporate job were kind of a setback. However, you always learn a lot from every single experience. I was living in Hawaii. So, I mean, it wasn't all that bad. Um, but yeah, I guess that that was a little bit a little bit of a break in my career. Uh, that maybe I could be a little bit further along with my goals if I wouldn't have done that, or maybe not. Who knows?
0: Being in Hawaii when you had the setback is not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not at all. <laughs> For a, a woman who's a vlogger, you're always in the public eye. People see you. Do you have those moments of self doubt?
1: Right. So I think that the most important thing about this whole thing, about being sort of in the public eye, like you said, is that you need to be really aware of who you are as a person. So self-awareness is key. In my case, I know that I love talking to cameras, so that's why I do that. If you love writing, if you love doing anything else, then that's what you should focus on. So to answer your question, do I have a lot of self-doubt when it comes to my vlogs, not really, because I'm really comfortable with it. So when I discovered I was comfortable with it, that's when I was able to just start hit, you know, hitting that publish post, uh, that publish button, and be totally comfortable with it. Um, a lot of people tell me that they maybe don't like how they look on camera or they don't like how their voice sounds. But you go out into the world and out of your house every day with those same things and you encounter all the same things that you would do. Um, if you were vlogging, another thing, another good thing about vlogging is imagine if you were like a stand up comedian, you would be giving people jokes and looking at their faces, waiting for their reaction. And that's to me, that would give that would stress me out a lot more than vlogging, because when I hit when I when I publish my blog, whoever sees it, if they're like, uh, what is this? This is boring. I hate it. I'm not looking at their face. so I will never know if they hate it, and there are not more people tend to post positive comments than negative ones so if they hate it you'll never know <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's such a great mindset towards that because it you're right as a comedian or someone who performs live that it's it's so much more <laughs> nerve-wracking and we're lucky enough in this type of industry even as a podcaster i don't see people's reactions when when they listen to this so that's so true there's other things that's so much more scarier than that that we we can right
1: (laughs) plus plus there's the magic of editing with vlogs and with the podcast if I started sounding completely ridiculous or if my hair was all over my face I'm not (laughs) gonna include that so I am going am I going to suffer tremendously from you know people no because I'm not doing it live is what I'm trying to say um so it's not as nerve-wracking and as intimidating as you might think if you think of it that way. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm sure there's so much more into vlogging. Can you run us through what your average day looks like as a vlogger?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it depends on what I'm working on. Sometimes I am doing it's a travel OD vlogs when I am on location and when I go somewhere. But I try to travel really, really slow so that I don't get burned out. So while I am sort of in my current home base, whatever that may be at the moment, I usually have a home base for like three months. Um, While I'm at that current home base, I might be working on a lot of editing and a lot of editing the footage that I got while I was traveling. So maybe I travel for one or two weeks and then I stay at home for one or two weeks and do more work than traveling. So it really depends. Sometimes I am 100% on the road, like I spent um, most of October traveling with a company um, and doing vlogs for them, creating content for them. So that was basically shoot all day and then edit at night and then do it again the next day. Uh, but right now, for example, I am just Kind of taking it slow, looking at all my footage, looking at what I can't, what what I what I can't create from the footage that I already have, and if I don't have more things, then I'm like, okay, it's time to write some more. So I write vlog ideas, concepts, and then I go shoot. But then I also um, do vlogs for companies and for brands. So that that depends on what kind of projects I have at the moment. Since I think that you can never rely or, on only one thing, there are a few other projects that I also have that I work on, especially when I am in those days when I am in my home base, like right now. So um, right now I'm working a lot on my book, which is going to be about blogging and which will be out pretty soon
0: (laughs) that's awesome i can't wait to read that and to share that with everybody (laughs) yes thank you
1: very much i'm excited about it too
0: (laughs) so you had mentioned that you travel a lot obviously because you're a travel vlogger how are you able to film yourself do you have a crew or do you do it yourself and if you do do it yourself how are you able to do that
1: Oh, I 100% do everything myself. Um, So how I do it is, number one, you need a camera that has a flip screen. If the camera has a flip screen, then you can see yourself. Or there's also cameras that are Wi-Fi enabled that you can uh, connect to your phone. And then if you're a little bit far from the camera, you can see how the shot is looking from your phone. So one of those two things, either a camera with a flip screen or a camera that's Wi-Fi enabled so you can use your phone to look at yourself. Then you also of course need a tripod. A tripod is very important if you want to vlog, especially on location because you need to grab it and set it up at a bunch of different places. So a lot of the times people think that I am traveling with a crew, but it's just that I'm carrying my tripod around with me. Sometimes I also hold my camera with my hand, depending on what I'm doing. And every once in a while, I travel with someone and I am like, hey, friends, here, grab this camera and do this. (laughs) So it's a little bit, a little bit of a mix of everything, just adapting and really, uh, you know, being resourceful. It's what's going to allow you to vlog by yourself. Um, I also, in terms of equipment, aside from the camera and the tripod, I also have a a wireless microphone that allows me to be far from the camera and the audio will still be good. And that's pretty much it. That's all I need to vlog.
0: So I'm going to ask this question because I'm sure a lot of people uh, wonder about this as well. Do you ever feel really um, self-conscious when you're doing that and you're on your own and you're talking to your camera? (laughs) And there's other people around you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. A lot of people ask me that same question because a lot of people are like, I'm even scared of like posing when I'm in the middle of a public place for a photo, let alone start talking to a camera. And the answer is at this point, I, 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 I don't care. <laughs> if there, Sometimes people stand around and watch me while I vlog, which is still kind of weird because I'm like, uh, I'm not performing or anything, but whatever. Um, what I always say is that these people do not pay my bills and whatever. I need to do what I need to do. So yes, I usually set up my tripod in the middle of public places. And I start talking to the camera and I just do my thing. So at this point, I'm not self-conscious. But when I first started blogging, I would vlog in my room. I actually, I had a living room that I turned into a, a studio with a green screen and all. That's when I started blogging. So so I did that for like two years. Uh, so back then, I probably would not have been as comfortable vlogging in public. But now... I am <laughs>
0: <laughs> like with anything else. It takes time and practice to do that. And there's a lot of shy people uh, back then that are now really famous vloggers or Instagrammers or whatever it is in social media that they never thought they'd be there. So just like Andrea, it, it was just a lot of practice.
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot of practice and um, things that you can do to get comfortable on camera. You can talk to, a, to your mirror And see if you're doing any weird faces or if you have any weird hand movements that you can maybe change. You can also turn on the webcam on your computer and start talking and record yourself and watch it over and see, oh, that's weird. Maybe let's not do that. And then slowly, little by little, you can do things like that to get more and more comfortable. I always tell people that if they don't want to publish a full-on blog, they can start by doing some, some Instagram stories. Just talk to that camera. Publish that. It'll go away in 24 hours anyway. Um, so, yeah, maybe comfortable talking to the, to the camera in Instagram stories. And, yeah, that's good
0: practice. Instagram stories and Snapchat are incredible because you just leave it and then it's 24 hours and it's gone. And you don't have to be embarrassed about it after a few hours, after a day. <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely. And even even if you publish a blog that you end up not liking later, you can just delete it later on. It's not a big deal. I mean, once it's out in the Internet, of course, it might be out there forever. But if you have, at some point you evolve or want to rebrand or want to uh, do different topics, you can go back to what doesn't align with your message anymore and delete it. So, yeah, not you don't have to be too scared of what you put out. Just put it out and the risks are not as great as the rewards that you could have from blogging and from putting yourself out there. Because at the end of the day, you are putting out what your skills are what you're able to do via your blogs.
0: Yeah, I love that. And honestly, when I see the transition from this really incredible blogger from when they started and to what they are now, it's really great to see the whole transition from when they first started and now they're experts because of all of the, the the mistakes or the awkwardness that used to happen. And then they just keep getting better and better. I think that's a really beautiful thing to see as well.
1: Absolutely. And also the another good thing about seeing and, and recording all that growth is that uh, people that start, Watching your vlogs from the beginning, they also see your growth and they get more invested in your story and everything you're doing because they're there from the start. Or if they arrive to your vlog later on in life, then they could also look back and see like, oh, look at how far this person has come. So it's fun, you know?
0: Yeah, it's it's really a journey and it's also much more relatable when you see someone grow rather than just see this perfect Person right in front of you because you know their backstory you know where they came from you know how much work and effort it took to get to this point so that's really true Andrea
1: yeah good glad we agree <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if you could go back and give yourself one advice what would it be
1: it would 100% be start sooner I wish I would have started vlogging when I was in my doing my undergrad when I was like 18. So I would have loved to start, you know, to would have started with my vlog sooner.
0: <laughs> it's funny, we always think about that, right? It's, if I had just done this a lot sooner, I don't know where would I be now. So if you have an idea, don't think about it for too long. Just do it. Even if it's just those little steps, just get to that first step. And you don't know what's going to happen.
1: True. I remember when I, the first time someone told me, like, oh, you should have a vlog. I thought about it for like a year. <laughs> I don't know what took me so long. But yes, then I finally started. And well, at this point, I'm glad I started. But, you know, like you said, you always look back and think what could have been <laughs>
0: Now a lot of people talk about finding their passion and their purpose. What does that look like to you?
1: That's an interesting one because mm, it's not as it's definitely not an easy thing, and it's definitely not something that everyone experiences, or it takes people longer. Uh, what I would say is that if you go out of your comfort zone, and you experience as many different things as you can, you're more likely to find things that you actually like doing, and that you could actually pursue as a career even. So um, that's one of the reasons why I love traveling. I think that traveling really forces you to, to, you know, think outside the box, and it forces you to meet people that you wouldn't meet and people who are doing things maybe your friends at home are not doing so by traveling more and seeing different things I think that you might be more likely to find what your passion and your purpose might be because you're gonna spend so much time with yourself and and doing you know and and being out there in the world that you you know you could find it a little bit a little bit easier
0: when you're taken out of your comfort zone, you tend to have more ideas given to you. You're exposed to other people who have different circumstances and you have all of these different things that you can definitely go from because when we're stagnant and we don't really have much more than what we see in front of us, it's really hard to to get, yeah, to to become different in in some way or grow as a person. Unless you have a really good imagination. <laughs> Right. Right.
1: (laughs) And when traveling, even if you don't find a a creative project or or, you know, something your passion project per se, you can also find business ideas for the more business oriented people. You can see what other people are doing in other countries and then find a way to adapt that into where you live or, you know. So, So it's not only for the creative people that traveling has so many benefits. If you're more business oriented. You might also find what your passion is somewhere else.
0: It's not in front of you. Sometimes you really have to look for it and search for it until you finally find what it is that you were meant to do and what you love to do. So you have to work at it like with anything else. (laughs) So what is the worst advice that you have ever received?
1: I think that the worst advice that I ever received was that I should keep... A corporate job at all times because 401k and stability and all those things. Um, you know, people that are maybe older than us might usually think that way. And I had a few people tell me, uh, luckily not my mom. My mom is super 2017. <laughs> um, but some other people are like, but Andrea, you need to start uh, thinking about a house and your 401k and stability and all those things. So um, for the people that are not as lucky as me to have a support system that encouraged them to go and you know follow their dreams and do all the crazy things they think of, then don't be afraid to do things differently because the white picket fence and all that is not for everyone.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that we make ourselves think that there's something wrong with us when you don't feel that that's what you want, right? Because there are a lot of people who will tell you otherwise that what you're doing is a waste of time or what are you doing? You should be saving money like you said for your 401k and it makes you think like oh my god, there must be something wrong with me. But then you meet these people while you're traveling or you go on these types of events or even just on social media and you see these people who are doing what you're doing and they're making a lot of money by the way (laughs) doing that but the only difference is is that they're entrepreneurs or they're creatives or whatever it is they're making money for themselves and not for a corporation that (laughs) that they're giving their all into instead of what they really want to do so I think our generation is really fortunate we have this different option that we are able to have and I I think the older generation in in some ways or another don't get that because it wasn't available to them
1: (laughs) right and it's not even and it's not only the older generations which is funny sometimes our own friends from back home or or people that are our age, you know not on purpose but they might make you feel like you are A little bit behind or that your you know lifestyle doesn't necessarily match what people your age should be doing but the important thing is to just find your your own kind of happiness and what makes you happy it's not necessarily what's going to make other people happy so don't be afraid to do things your own way.
0: We often make friendships along the way in our lives and sometimes we can outgrow it or sometimes we just have different interests and then it just becomes different. <laughs> and you're right, it's not just the older generation. Sometimes it's it's our closest friends too that, that, <laughs> that do believe that. That's true. And
1: I, mean, I can be 100% happy for their engagements and their babies. I will be <laughs> because that's what's making them happy yeah. for sure. However, um, yeah, don't feel like you're you're that society is leaving you behind because you are more worried about what packing cubes you're going to get than you know what you're going to name your baby. It's okay, you you, you do you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, it's really what's going to make you happy as a person, and not what everybody is telling you that will make you happy, right? Because at the end of the day, you have to live with yourself. <laughs>
1: And Absolutely. If, if you come Absolutely.
0: home if you come home from a job that's making you miserable, but it's making you a lot of money, but you're doing what everyone else is telling you to do at the end of the day it's it's not going to make you happy it's
1: definitely not as rewarding for me the most important thing is to do what you love i am so obsessed with that motto that i even got a tattoo that says do what you love <laughs> because to me that is the key of happiness i don't care about you know the big bucks in a corporate job or you know things that other people might think are important. It's all a matter of priorities. For me, my priorities are doing what I love and traveling and growing my, you know, business and trying new things. So if those are your priorities, then you can just focus on that And not focus on priorities like, you know, material stuff or maybe having a family or a love life. Things that I am not worried about at this moment in time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and there's always a perfect time and place for that. And sometimes you're just not ready for it. And it'll come in due time. and. It's sad sometimes when we put so much pressure on ourselves to do specific things or we have this specific schedule that we need to abide by and we end up missing the things that are right in front of us. It's, it's a shame that we're, we're forced to do that sometimes. And usually it's ourselves that are, are doing it. We're, we're our own worst enemy in that sense. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> So how are you able to finance your chosen career at the start? And how do you continue to create income today? So
1: the thing is that a lot of people might think that people like you and me are always on a constant vacation, but you and I know that we actually maybe spend more time behind the computer than lounging by the beach because we are working while traveling and not just traveling or, you know, being on vacation. So um, what I, in, in my transition from that corporate job to a fully digital nomad lifestyle, I, I, I took it really slow. I, I first, I became a full-time remote worker. Um, so I had one job and then I did that full-time, but I did it remotely. So that's when I started being location independent. Then, very slowly, I was working on my side hustles and my passion projects. That's when I started It's a Travel at OD and got really serious about it. And um, then I transitioned from full-time to part-time remote to give more attention and more love to my own projects. So I did it like that very, very slowly. So when I was part-time and starting to work on my projects, on my independent projects, I also started a cleaning business in Panama that I operated remotely. Um, so I later went on to sell that business. So with income from that, with income from side projects that I still do, like social media, uh, strategy, um, there's, there are a few companies, big companies that I write captions for for their Instagram and Facebook, for example. So so I do a bunch of different little projects and things aside from doing It's a Travel OD, which has sponsored vlogs, and aside from doing vlogs for companies. So again, you, you can't really do one thing. You have to get your feet wet and try a bunch of different things um, and not put your eggs all in one basket because You know, you you can't. Having multiple sources of revenue is really key when you're going to be a, a digital nomad
0: I love the fact that you had all of these different sources of income and you know some of them do go along with what you're doing now especially in social media and you're writing captions for that but to own your own business a cleaning business in Panama that (laughs) is really unique and an interesting business to to have. How did you find all of these ideas to create a cleaning business and then to work for other corporations. I mean how do you find these different sources of income so that you can Supplement your lifestyle
1: yeah so so I mean inspiration comes from the most random places and like I said traveling will usually give you a lot of ideas so when I was living in Orlando Florida I had uh, some people that would come to my house and when I went to Panama to visit for a little bit I realized that there was nothing like that really in in the city So that's when I was like, okay, I really want to start a business that's totally not in my, in my field, because I'm pretty sure that will teach me a lot of things. So let me try it. (laughs) So then I did all the branding and all of that, you know, things that are more in my field. And then my partner was in charge of doing all the operational stuff um, locally. It, It was really important for me to have the experience of setting up a business from scratch, So that's one of the reasons why I did it. And I didn't necessarily want to do it in the areas where I was comfortable with, because I know that would have been a lot easier. So I basically did it a little bit. uh, I did it as an experience um, to gain more experience and to, you know, do something different, just just to do something different. (laughs) And then in terms of where do I find all these opportunities? One hundred percent networking. And personal branding online. I try to always say what I'm working on. Even when I post a photo on Facebook, I will low key shameless plug my skills because you never know who's watching and you never know who has a, a company or a project that might need one of your skills. Really think of social media and internet in general as a way to promote what you have to offer. And that doesn't mean that you're going to be like bombarding everyone all the time with, hey, I make vlogs. Hey, you can hire me to do social media. Hey, because at that point, people are going to get annoyed and unfollow you and unfriend you. Just find ways to sort of shameless plug what you're able to do because networking and word of mouth and, you know, just meeting people and talking to people can get you a lot of opportunities. So I would say that I do not get a single one of my jobs from like a job board or, or from applying. That pretty much never happens. Most of the times it's just personal branding, people finding me through LinkedIn. A lot of, some people have found me through LinkedIn lately. So yeah, just try to try to be present in all of the platforms uh, because you never know where people can come from or find you. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And I love how you're using social media as not just, you know, here I am. I'm taking my pretty pictures and my videos and I'm in a really gorgeous place. You're using it to advance your career and advance your business. You know, social media is not just about us putting pretty pictures in there we we make money from that and we network from that and honestly a lot of our friends that we're really close with now who help us with our business and our careers are from social media so guys don't like social media because it's not only for pictures
1: (laughs) and and vacation
0: photos you know
1: (laughs) yeah I mean social media has so much power you're able to meet people who you wouldn't necessarily need if it wasn't for platforms like Instagram. And then it's also in your power to share things that will put you in the best light. That's basically it. You can put a photo of your vacation and say something like, my view is better than yours, but who does that help? No one. How does that, how does that help anyone realize a little bit more about what you offer or, or who you are? So, for example, in my Instagram, yes, I do share all the pretty photos of my vacation, well, not my vacations, of my trips, but I make sure that in every single one of my captions, I am saying something about the journey behind the scenes or about what I'm doing um, for work or what I'm working on or how I'm trying to connect with people because it's really we have the tools, we have the platform, you can find an audience and you can find the people if only you speak to them as you would like to be perceived.
0: It's more relatable in in a lot of ways when you do it like that, instead of just trying to make people feel bad about their lives. And then they look at your caption and see that because of all the struggles that you went through you're able to do that and all the risks and things that you had gone through you know it's not just about the pretty picture it's about what happened behind the scenes as well that really makes that photo worth looking at
1: yeah absolutely and if you're if you're looking to to find other people to collaborate with and to ha- start projects with social media can be the absolute best way to find them so research a little bit on you know hashtags that cool people that you like and admire what hashtags they're using something as simple as the right hashtag can lead you to your next business partner
0: (laughs) yeah that's a really great advice Andrea. So what advice would you give someone who is really trying to find their purpose and are struggling to do so?
1: In my case, it it was so clear to me what I liked and wanted to do. I did have a like having a job that you don't like is usually going to help you realize that that's something you don't want to do. So um, doing the TV news reporting job, I realized Uh, what I liked and what I didn't like to do. So from there on, I worked to do more of what I wanted and less of what I didn't. So I think trying a lot of different things, whether it's jobs, living in different places, different projects, just going out of your comfort zone to do different things, really is going to help you find what you like. I I always say it's a little, little bit like dating, (laughs) <laughs> um the people that on the first try have a boyfriend that they end up marrying that's uh, not as common. You probably <laughs> have to date five guys until you realize which one is the love of your life and which one you're going to marry. So same thing with you know life like living a bunch of different places Try a bunch of different jobs and projects and things until you're like, okay, I'm going to marry this one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that analogy, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, but it's true. You really learn from all of your experiences. And sometimes we don't see it at that moment because we're so miserable. But a few months or even a few years later, we realized that the skills that we learned from there has helped us out to figure out what we really want to do. So let's not forget that because sometimes you really do. And we all do. <laughs> Let's fast forward to about 50 years or so from now and you're looking back at your life. What do you want to be remembered for and what kind of legacy would you like to leave? Oh, I
1: love that question. Um I am, like I said, I I'm not super worried about numbers or or money or things like that, but when someone sends me an Instagram direct message telling me how much I, I inspired them to start vlogging, um, that is really what motivates me to keep producing content and keep putting myself out there. Because you don't really know what kind of power you can have by when, when you write a caption or when you publish a blog. But when you actually have someone tell you something cool like that it's when you really realize that you have the power of making people realize that they don't have to settle and live a life that they don't love so if i want to be remembered by something is by motivating more people to do what they love
0: <laughs> and that would be a really great legacy to to have for sure <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, every time someone tells me, hey, I started vlogging and it's paid off because now I found more clients for my business. I'm like, wow, that's what I'm talking about. That's fun. That's cool. And I'm happy. <laughs>
0: yeah, And it's such a great feeling to have that you were able to help someone do that to to allow them to actually pursue their dreams and their passions because they watched you do it and they were really motivated by you.
1: Yeah. So at no point, every time I make a a, a vlog or publish a post, I'm not at at no point. Am I trying to make you feel jealous or to be like, I want this life. I mean, I want you to want a life that you are more excited to live. But at the same time, I want to tell you all the possible ways in which you might be able to do it as well kind of like you, I always um, try to feature other people who are doing cool things. So a lot of my vlogs are kind of like your podcast. So I love that you're doing the same thing and I I try to do the same thing because if I only tell people my story, then they're going to think it's only one way to do what I do,, yeah. but if I share the stories of other people that are doing kind of similar things or have cool travel related projects, then they're like, "Oh, I can maybe do it like that as well so so yeah <laughs>
0: yeah it's it's really true. everybody has a different journey, and we all have a different story on how we get there, so it's often beautiful to to listen to all of those different stories whether they're still in the beginning the middle or at the end you know and we often forget how much struggle and work it took to to get to even the middle part
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely
0: if our listeners want to know more about you where can they find you
1: Facebook would be my main platform because I, of course, I'm obsessed with vlogging and there's a lot of video stuff sharing going on on Facebook and that's my favorite platform. So on Facebook, I'm it's a travel OD and on Instagram where I share a lot of behind the scenes of vlogging and what I do, how I do everything on my stories, for example, and then post very long if you write if you like reading long captions then you can follow me also on Instagram I also post photos on there um, I am also on there as it's a travel OD
0: perfect thank you so much Andrea I really appreciate all of the knowledge that you gave us
1: well it was my pleasure this was very fun thank you for inviting me <laughs>
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode with Andrea. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to check out Andrea's extended interview on more tips and tricks on how to become a successful vlogger. Love a good audiobook as much as I do? Of course you do. Well, you're in luck because I have teamed up with audible.com to give you a 30-day trial for free. Make sure to visit offbeatbook.com. Again, that's offbeatbook.com to get that incredible trial.